God bless you, brothers and sisters. My name is Elvin Pizarro, and you are listening to... Radio Restauración. Radio Restoration has been brought to you by the Church of Restoration, located at 5720 Taylor Avenue in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin, USA. Pastor Amilka and Mayra Caldona. God bless you, brothers and sisters. My name is Elvin Pizarro, and we're here with our brother again, Brother Jesse. How are you, brother? Amen. I'm doing great. By the grace of God, I'm doing good. Man, it's really good to see you again, brother. I Amen. remember we had a uh, a podcast not too long ago when you spoke about your testimony, but we spoke to uh, on it on, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So today we're gonna try we're gonna try something a little different. We're gonna try it in English. Amen. And uh, and the reason we chose to do that, brother, because uh, the sister and I we we were uh, listening to the to the your testimony, brother, and it it was very impactful, very impactful. And we figured, you know what, we we just can't do it in Spanish. We have to be able to broadcast this to the world, and everyone needs to hear your testimony, brother, because it's very powerful how God used you. In, in in this form and um so what's been new since the last time you were here oh nothing just uh i i believe uh anytime we do god's work uh the the enemy you know the adversary he he raises us he tries to raise a standard against us uh but greater is he who is in us than he is in the world you know everything is going good um i thank god for everything that he's doing in my wife's life my daughter's and mine, it's business as usual. Amen. I wake up to the Lord, I go to sleep to the Lord. Amen. And that, <laughs> Amen. That, that's how it's supposed to be, right, brother? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amen. And I, I remember uh, last week we had your uncle here, and uh, he had a very, very powerful testimony to tell us as well. Yes. Praise and, uh, God. Were you able to hear it? Yes. My yeah. deal, Stefan. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, we 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 know exactly where we come from. Yeah. And um, for me, the way the Lord broke His chains of addiction is proof that we serve a supernatural God that does supernatural things because Amen. nothing or no one else would be able to deliver that man but Jesus. Amen. 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 <laughs> it, it was powerful when he, when he was talking. You know, I couldn't. And I remember the, the sister was right in front of him, and I was back here, and I couldn't help but feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. You Amen. Know? And, and I know that, that God is not only working in him but working in you as well. Brother. Amen. Amen. And I, uh, and I thank you again for being here today. Uh, again, we're talking with Brother Jesse and uh we're going to do this podcast in English today, and uh, we're going to just jump right into it. Amen. Uh, so let me ask you something, brother. How, um, tell us something about your childhood. Well, how, what what got you going? You know? My childhood was um, very, very tough. It was hard. Um, as a child, uh, I was told we lived in the Casiano Courts in San Antonio, Texas, which were basically Cabrini Greens of San Antonio, yeah. except the Hispanic you know, culture. It was very, very, uh, you know, uh, disorderly. And, uh, you know, if you can just think about it, you know, the way uh, the hoods can be sometimes drinking. My dad was a very hard worker. He comes from a military background. Um, he was a very, very hard worker. He provided for us, for his family. Um, my mother was uh, she was my heart. You know, I was very, very close uh, to my mother um, uh, outside looking in. I believe I know for a fact that uh, uh, people thought it was peaches and cream and that we had it all together, mm -hmm. but they didn't know what was going on inside. It was a it was a home that was broken, uh, that was very dysfunctional, um, a lot of abuse. And I mean, physical, mental, emotional, just anything that you could think about. You know, it was it was um, alcohol, you know, drug mm -hmm. substance abuse. 
um, all those types of things. Uh, it was a very, very big stronghold in our home. Um, we lived in fear most of the time. I mean, uh, yeah, everyone lived in fear. Yeah. We knew what to expect when mommy and daddy went out to, to you know, it'd be like Monday through Friday. It seemed everything was good. Mm-hmm. But we knew as soon as they went out and when they would come home, we knew what to expect for the most part. It became so regular that we just knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, my little sister, Reina, was pretty much traumatized from it. You know, she hated to see them leave because she knew what was going to happen when they came back. Yeah. And uh, my heart began to be uh, really hard. My dad raised me to be strong at an early age, very, very young. Uh, and I mean, like he would make sure that I would exercise and he would like uh, pound certain things in my mind uh, that weren't good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want, I'm not bashing my dad at all. Um, I'm just telling the truth because mm-hmm. my dad did end up changing. And, and that was the first time I ever seen the power of God transform somebody in an instant. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that time came, we had a very, very abusive household. Yeah. yeah. Very abusive. Um, my, it, is my, your dad, I'm sorry to cut you off, brother. Yes, is your brother, is your parent, are your parents still around? No, they passed away on me. They yeah. passed away uh, when I was in the penitentiary later on in life. That'll be a part of my testimony. Very, very tough situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the hardest thing I ever went through. I've been through a lot of physical violence and uh, uh, emotional, mental violence, but nothing hurt me quite like that. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was tough, Amen. you know. That, that 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 sounds very tough, brother. And um, did they ever? Let me ask you something, brother. When before they passed, did they ever get to meet the Lord? Oh yeah, my dad. My dad answered his call. Um, I want to say it was about nineteen ninety. I want to say one nineteen ninety one. Okay. Uh, my grandfather was already he was a pastor, and um, and I believe that when he was passing that God began to call my dad and my dad I remember seeing my dad and he was struggling because he was really good with his parents he really honored them he he did everything that he could possibly do to help them and um, I'm talking about financially they were the reason why we moved up here from San Antonio Mm -hmm. so that he could take care of them and make sure that they were okay Mm -hmm. Uh, so I seen this firsthand and uh, when he was when my grandpa got real ill of bone cancer um, I believe God began to to pull at my dad's heart and uh one day out of nowhere after right before right before my my grandfather passed away i remember um my dad he went to church Mm -hmm. and uh i mean it wasn't the first time we ever seen him go to church or nothing like that you know but something happened that day yeah and uh he came back from church and i remember he went upstairs and I went upstairs kind of behind him a little, a few minutes later. Um, and I looked in his room cause he had his door open and he had guns on the bed and he was getting rid of the guns. And I said, dad, what are you doing? And he looked at me and he said, I'm done with everything. Amen. I'm done. And we've heard it before because as a, as a youngin, I mean, my mother practically got beat to almost beat to death a few mm-hmm. times by him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, early on as youngsters, we were in a very, very dysfunctional home. And uh, I'm talking about, I'll give you an example. One time uh, she suffered a broken eye socket, broken nose, broken jaw, knocked out teeth, fractured skull. 
Oh my God. In one time. Yeah. And, you know, so we, we've seen a lot. So we've, we've heard the whole, I'm about to change and, and mm-hmm. that, that's it no more. And, and, but this time was different mm-hmm. because he never did anything like that. And, and uh, we still didn't believe him. But after about a month, I remember I was in the backyard with my sister Reina. And I just remember seeing the change in my dad. And it was the first time that I realized that there was a God. Mm. And I told my sister, I said, Reina, there's got to be a God. Amen. There's got to be a God. But at that time, there was so much instilled in my heart. There was so much hurt, anger, frustration, um, neglect, just a lot in my heart that it was bound in violence. Mm-hmm. And that was, that, was, that was my thing, violence. As soon as we moved here from Texas, I still remember like it was yesterday. My dad told me, mijo, where we're going, there's going to be a lot of different people. It's not going to be like here where you're just around your own people. There's mm-hmm. going to be a variety of different people. And if they treat you wrong, you know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I just remember that. And I said, you know, he said, I, I didn't raise no punk, you know. And I just remember, I remember feeling that. And I said, okay. And I ran with it. Yeah. And I, I don't think he really understood what he was sowing into me, mm-hmm. what he was showing me. And, um, and that's why the Bible scripture where I believe it's, uh, it's Proverbs 18, 22 or, or, um, 18, six or 22, six. And it says, train a child up in the ways that he, uh, train a child up in the way that he should go. And when he is older, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's why we as stewards, like with my mija, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to show her so much better. I want to show her the ways of the Lord at a young age, because I just remember what I learned. And what I did with it, my dad did not understand what he was preparing and what he was molding me into mm-hmm. until it was too late. Yeah, yeah. When he changed his life, I was just getting started. Mm-hmm. I was about 14 years old, and uh, and I was already had a reputation in junior high school. I was already getting, I had already gotten kicked out of elementaries. I was already getting kicked out of junior highs, and um, so yeah, that's that was a. Uh, my dad, he was the first one to answer a call in, in my household. And, but when he answered, my mother didn't. Mm. And it was like the enemy was using her. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She was going to make him pay for everything he put her through. Yeah. And, uh, and it, was, it was tough. It was still dysfunctional. Yeah. But, my, but my dad was not the same. Yeah. He never laid a finger on her again, man. And I Amen. praise the Lord. You know, it's amazing to see Amen. for real from that type of violence and then you see your dad and now he's tolerating it mm-hmm. and he's not laying the f- it's like praise wow, god that's amazing i was in awe even at, at a young age like like man just to see the change it was amazing but that change didn't come into my heart mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's incredible the power of god but oh like, it transformed someone who has a, the the personality of a monster yes but yes. into a man of god you know just like that it's incredible how we as <laughs> as, as men you and i amen uh you know i have kids myself and you know it, it's amazing how they they mimic us you oh know, yes. as their father you oh, know yes. and that's why our father in, in our bible tells us you know that we should be more you know like him you amen. Know? And, and he's he's our example amen you know that way we can pass along and be an yes. example to our children like that yes and, you know so your father had a very huge impact on your life and and the way you, the man that you have become now oh yeah um I want to say that it didn't happen until after I answered my call. I didn't think anyone really cared about me because I was so bound in the streets. Mm 
And that was my life. My family had basically changed from my blood family to the organization family mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. while I was leading gangs. Yeah. When I first got involved with the, with, you know, the organization that I was affiliated with, as a shorty, they gave me a position out the gate because I was already known to be bad for that age, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so that became my family. That became, you know, my my desire was just to serve that. Mm -hmm. And that was my family. Mm -hmm. And um, I really didn't know that my dad was really praying for me. I didn't think anyone really, you know, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know? and and. Uh, but I didn't really realize until after it was too late. And I answered my call, which was about, let me see, he passed away. They they both passed away in 2005. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was tough. I was in the hole while my mother passed away. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I was under investigation for group resistance and petitions. And, um, you know, and while I was under investigation, they came and knocked on my door and they said that I had to make a phone call, an emergency phone call. And uh, they cuffed me and I was surrounded by captains and blue shirts and, and security directors. And, and it just felt like I was just an animal, but I understand because of the person that I was. Mm -hmm. But they gave me a phone call to call my mom. And I just remember that day, the pain that I heard in her voice, I never heard. I've seen her beaten to a pulp, but I never heard pain like this before. Yeah. And I just remember how, how much it hurt my heart to hear her like that. And I couldn't be there for her. Yeah. But all my life, she was there for me. Mm -hmm. I remember her coming to see me in prison and she would hold my hand and say, Mijo, I don't agree with the way you live and the things that you do, but I'm your mother. I'm going to love you no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. always going to be here for you. So when I'm hearing this pain in her voice, I'm, 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 stricken by guilt and shame because I can't even be there to hold her hand when she's hurting the worst. Yeah. And I just remember talking to her and saying, mommy, you know, I love you. And, 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 you know, what's like, what's going on? And, and she didn't even want to talk to me about her pain. All she kept saying was, mijo, you can do better in life. Mm -hmm. You, God has blessed you with leadership, but you're doing it in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Promise me you're going to do better. Promise me that you'll you'll start making better decisions. Promise me that this is the last time. And all she was worried of this, she, mind you, she was on her dying bed. This this very conversation, she knew where she was headed, and she wasn't even worried. Like, oh, I'm about to pass away, and I'm nothing. Like my life mm -hmm. is nothing. She was thinking about her son, my brother. Yeah. And and I'm not even kidding you. I just, I even told her, I said, mom, stop worrying about me. Look at you and you're like what you're going through. And, and she wasn't trying to hear it. Yeah. All she wanted was Mijo to make better decisions. Yeah. She wanted Mijo to be a, you know, have a better life, man. And, and I just remember, and this is true. I remember after we got done talking, I went into, they took me back to my cell. And I just remember I was, I was talking to God, but I didn't know how to pray. I didn't. But I remember saying, God, I don't I don't want to hear her like that no more. Mm -hmm. Take that pain away from her, Lord. Help her, God. Help her. What like why is she why is she suffering like this? She was 50 years old. Yeah. And uh in a sense, God answered my prayer, man. Yeah. I went to sleep about two hours, it was about two, three in the morning. They knocked on my door. And uh 
they called me to the door and, and I stood up. I went to the door and they opened the trap and they said, uh, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your your mother's gone. And I just remember I just collapsed on the floor, brother. Yeah. And I couldn't eat for two weeks yeah. in, in, in uh, the hole. And they were trying to feed me medication. I was telling them, get out of my, get out of, get away from my door. Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with this the way I need to. And I just remember pacing back and forth in this little eight by 12 uh, cement hole with a steel door and just cold and just pacing back and forth like a dead man walking. Yeah. And I was at this point angry at my, I was angry at God. Cause I didn't understand. I yeah. didn't know God. I knew God existed and, 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 uh, I was just a mess. And then, um, about two weeks later, um, I had a dream. And in this dream, I remember I was walking towards a campus, a college campus. And I walked into this campus and, uh, it was, it was amazing. I go into this classroom and, and like, it was like a college, mm -hmm. uh, a room where the, the, the seats are staggered up, you know, the lower are closest to the, to the teacher's desk. Sure, and then sure. they go all the way up. Yeah. I remember I'm, I sat down and there was a teacher and she was up there and she was teaching and she was drawing on the board and all the symbols she was drawing on there. Um, she, she goes, all these symbols up here, all of them, they mean infinity. They mean forever. They mean always. They mean. Mm -hmm. And then the woman turned around. It was my mom mm -hmm. and she looked directly at me, brother. Yeah. And she said, mijo, I'm with you always. Yeah. And I just remember what I felt in that dream. I felt comfort. I felt comfort. And, and now I know that the word says that blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. And I was Amen. mourning my life away. Amen. And God sent me comfort. Mm -hmm. And that's all I needed. I had a breakthrough. And I was able to eat. And and I didn't change, though. I was, I was still a knucklehead. Mm -hmm. I was even getting a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be, uh, I was going to kind of lead into that and ask you how did your, the, the passing of your parents really, you know, had an effect in your life? Cause you, at this point, you've already been in the streets, you're already gangbanging, correct? And you're already drugging and doing all these things, but did the death of your parents, did that impact you in a negative or positive way? How, how did that affect you? It hurt me. It, I, I'm going to say this. And, and, uh, I, when I, every time I share my testimony, I tell people that the pain that I felt in their passing. Okay. My mother passed away while I was in the hole. Mm -hmm. And then nine months later, my dad passed away. Okay. So my mom passed away February 18, 2005. And then my dad passed away, uh, December, I believe it was December 30th, 2005. Mm. And it hurt yeah. bad, but it didn't change me. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't change me. So do you, do you feel that at this point you're getting deeper into the, the gang life? Oh yeah. Is, is I, I had mean? a goal. Yeah. When I got out and, and, uh, I was just thinking like, man, when I get out, because at this time it was 2005, I had about, um, three years in on a 15 year sentence. Mm -hmm. So I still knew I had a long time to go before yeah. I was going to get out. And, uh, it was just about getting stronger in the penitentiary, getting more fit and, uh, and, and trying to retain more street knowledge and credibility Yeah, and, that's what my mind was. It was it was so corrupted and bound in uh, criminality and, and the, you know the organized crime of living. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was that was my desires at that time. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you something, brother. When when did you at this point now that you're you're deep into this life? Oh yeah. So what was the turning point, brother? What is it that sparked that 
interest to to save your soul and, and to <clears throat> learn about God? What what was that spark that sparked it? Well, I was a proud man when I was in, in involved with the gangs. I, every penitentiary that I went to, I was part of the leadership or I was the main leader. And so nothing in the penitentiary ever clicked. Like mm -hmm. it was all about that and growing into that. Yeah. When I got out, I got out and I was right back on the same thing. As a matter of fact, they sent me to a minimum custody uh, work release. And right there and then, while as soon as I got a job, the brothers were coming over there and I was having juntas meetings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was already starting to get things organized. And and, and, uh, and I, I started doing what I always did, which was sell drugs and get involved with with uh, with uh, connections out here. I was gone since uh, uh, 2002. I got out 2011, mm. so everything, a lot of things had changed, yeah. and and I was getting in the motion of everything, and uh, and it was pretty amazing actually. I'll I'll tell you how what what gave me that spark or even an idea that God would love a sinner like me. Mm. It was amazing, brother. I got second degree records and dangerous safeties to the police officers. Mm. I got so many aggravated assault and batteries to people that it's ridiculous. I almost killed somebody for crying out loud. Yeah. I got pistol cases, dope cases. Mm -hmm. So God calling me was not on my radar. So I'm out here and I'm doing my thing with the brothers and, and, and my, I guess you want to say that my hand, my, uh, my grasp was starting to be extended a lot more. Yeah. It was now not just in Kenosha, but I was starting to like, you know, uh, I was starting to spread out a little bit where people from Milwaukee, people from Racine, people from Lake Geneva, people from, uh, from Waukegan, they mm -hmm. were, they were connecting with me and I was, I was trying to grow again in that, yeah. in that, uh, in that, I guess you want to say that criminal, um, uh, Hustle a lifestyle, yeah. It was a lifestyle, yeah. and it's very addicting. It mm -hmm. will bind you, and and I was bound. Mm -hmm. And I want to say about 2013. I'm out 2011, around 2013. Just weird things started happening, brother. And I didn't really understand what was going on at first. Um, I'm getting deep again in in like I'm starting to sell a whole lot of drugs. And and uh, and things started getting really, really deep, though. Like it was almost like God was opening my eyes, like he was opening my eyes and my conscience to understand really what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But it was confusing to me at first because I didn't understand. I didn't understand how real God is. I didn't understand that God can communicate with us or he will. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't understand all that. So I was kind of freaking out a little bit at first, man. And, you know, then I started having dreams and, and, and then people started telling me like, Hey, I, God has a calling for your life. And, and, uh, not, but it was weird because it wasn't like pastor wasn't preachers. It was it'd be just random, somebody random on the streets mm -hmm. or something, man. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. And, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, you don't even know who you're talking to, man. Mm -hmm. God ain't calling me. Trust me. He probably calling you, but not Amen. me. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact of the matter was that God was calling me. Yeah. And I want to tell you about a dream that I had that I woke up and I realized that God was really calling me. I was having a lot of different dreams, brother. It was like the spiritual realm, the devil, 
and God mm -hmm. were waging war for my soul. They yeah. were literally fighting. My, I believe that God was answering the petitions of my dad that I didn't even know. I didn't even know he was praying for me while I'm out there in the streets. Bro. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even hear that until I got saved. And people told me like, man, you're a miracle from God because your dad, I heard your dad praying for you. And God, look at, even though your dad didn't see it, look at, we see it. We see that we see the petition answered and you are a miracle. You are an answer petition and you are an inspiration. Mm -hmm because now people can see that God will answer, right? So mm -hmm. I'm not even kidding you. I'm, I'm just going through the motions and I have this dream. And in this dream, I'm, I'm basically in the kingdom of hell. And, and it's, it's, it's big and wide and it's dark, very dark. And there's people that are in there and the people look like shadows, but they're like, like you, you, can, you, can, you can see, you can distinguish their characteristics, their mm -hmm. faces, whatnot. And then there's other things that are just pitch dark. And these were the demons. Yeah. And these demons in this dream were doing everything that you can imagine to these people. Killing, torturing, murdering, raping, uh, verbally abusing. Just it was bad. Mm -hmm. And in this dream, I was everyone was like that. But it was like I was like a light in here. Like I was glowing in there. But everything else was dark. And. And I just remember looking and I felt fear like I never felt before in this world, man. Mm -hmm. And and you talking about a man who, I mean, like, like, like I, I, I tell you, like the things that, that, that we were raised around. I mean, there was fear in that house, mm -hmm. man. There mm -hmm. was fear in that house. And, 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 uh, but it wasn't like this fear. Yeah. There was something different in here in, yeah. in this dream. And anyways, I'm just looking around. I'm seeing all these things happening. And and uh, and then all of a sudden, a ray of light passed me from behind. It came from behind me, and it went shoot, and it just shot, and it was like a ray of light, man. And I remember, I just it freaked me out, you know. And and I looked, and I turned around, and I looked back behind me, and a door had been opened. And I'm not kidding. A hand extended out of this light, man. It was so bright. It was glorious. Yeah. I, I understand what the word glorious means because that was glorious. Yeah. Even the ray of light was glorious. And this hand extended out and he had a white robe on. Crispy, whiter than anything that we've ever seen here. And he extended his. All I seen was a hand. That's all I seen. Mm -hmm. The glorious light, uh, a hand being extended out in a ro white robe. And he said, my son, take my hand. I have to talk to you. You're special for God. Brother, every fear that I felt left. It's gone. Every single fear that I felt in this, this kingdom of darkness has left me. Amen. Amen. And I left. I went with him. I took his hand. And uh, he took me outside of this kingdom of darkness. And it was weird because then we, we were like in a hallway. And he was talking to me about my calling. I had he was saying that I had a special call from God and that uh, and that not to be afraid of those things, because you, when you belong to God, they can't touch you. And mm -hmm. he was just telling me a whole bunch of things like just everything that he described though has happened. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything. 
And he took me outside of this, this kingdom of darkness in this hallway. And, and it was like he took me outside of a door. And right next door to the kingdom of darkness, it was crazy. Because when we walked out of the door, I seen the most beautiful green pastures I ever seen in my life. The grass was beautiful. The skies were beautiful. The clouds were beautiful. The trees, the, the, the leaves, the birds chirping, the music. Everything was just different in this place. There was... You think about a peaceful place. That's all I felt. And I'm just like, I'm listening to him. And, and I remember thinking, though, while he's telling me all these things, I'm thinking like, he's got me confused mm -hmm. with someone. He has mm -hmm. me mistaken. And that's what I was thinking. Like, I hear what he's saying, but he's got me confused with somebody. He's, he's got the wrong person. Anyways, when he gets done talking to me, he goes, all right, so um, can I pray for you? And I say, yes. One prayer and he prayed for me and and uh at this time it was uh 2014 it was the summer 2014 and uh i remember the only prayers that i knew at that time were gang prayers yeah that's it yeah but in this dream as he started praying i started praying with him and we were praying together in this dream and, and it's just the word of God. Now that I have knowledge of the word, like I understand in a, in a, in a greater scale in a more spiritual scale, mm -hmm. exactly what was going on there. And, and, um, and we finished the prayer and he looked at me and he said, okay, he said, I have to take you back. And I said, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go back there. <laughs> and he looked at me and his voice was just so like calm, but comforting and firm. And he said, son, you have to go back there because this is your call. And mm -hmm. I didn't understand at that time, but what he was calling me was to be a light mm -hmm. in darkness, which is all of our calls, to be a light in dark places. Amen. And I remember I woke up from that dream, my brother, and I just thought, who, who am I? Who am I? All my life, my, my identity was in violence, prison, organizations, gangs, gang banging, drug dealing, bad stuff. But when I woke up, I had a new, I, I was thinking, who am I? And God was, he was showing me that I had an identity in him that I didn't know about yet. And it, I was touched. God had touched my heart that day. I didn't, I didn't really realize it like that. But I kept thinking, I remember I kept saying that, like, who am I? What is going on here, man? I, I just, I kind of started freaking out more. But then it was like the convictions of the Holy Spirit were upon me even greater after that dream. And, uh, and he was, he was opening my eyes and I was starting to feel guilt for all the dope I was selling. And I was still selling it though. I was, that was like the last chain that the Lord broke on me mm -hmm. was money and, and selling drugs. Mm -hmm. And a uh, matter of fact, my uncle Stefan, mm -hmm. that came and shared his testimony. Mm -hmm. The last time I, my chain was broken for money, I went to his house. All the dope I had left, I flushed in his toilet. Yeah. And he said, "Brother, you got to stop playing. You you need you need God, and God is who you need. Shut all the doors to mm -hmm. the enemy and let him have his way." So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I broke. I had three cell phones. I broke them right in front of him, and he was just like, "This is real right here. God has touched him." You yeah. know. So, but then I didn't, I didn't answer my call immediately. I was still doing my thing. But like I said, it was like I was getting convictions and uh, it got to the point where I couldn't even, the convictions of God are real. Amen. The convictions of God are real. 
Like when he has a call upon your hand, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, when the Lord extends his hand, who can resist? Mm -hmm. You can't resist that. Amen. He's all powerful. He's, 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 there is, he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. He is creation itself. In him, everything is. And without him, nothing is. Amen. Amen. That's who he God is. Mm -hmm. So he's just reaching in, 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 uh, and he's patiently. He like he's guiding me and he's just being so patient with me. He's I, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what he was thinking as 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 uh, as the sovereign king of kings. And he sees me like receiving all this stuff from him, but continuing to do what I want to do. I, I want to think that he was probably thinking, look at this guy. Look at this kid. I, but he knows our hearts. Amen. He knows what he's dealing with, with every one of us. And uh, eventually one day um, I remember I was at the club all night and in uh I couldn't even drink at this point no more. The convictions were so strong, I couldn't even drink anymore. Mm -hmm. I had a whole table full of drinks that weren't touched. And I was just looking around, and, and it's like the Holy Spirit was, was showing me, like, all the stuff that just everything that I was sewing into. Mm -hmm. And uh, we left the club. We went to an after set. And at the after set, you know, these are all my guys, people that I'm running and people that I'm, I'm you know, I'm distributing drugs to. And and, uh, and I just remember at, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning, my brother and I said, uh, I said, I want to go. I'm going to church. I stood up. I said, hey, I'm going to church at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And they all looked at me and they just started laughing. And I just remember, like, I gave them that look, you know, and and uh, and they, they quieted down. I used to have this big old belt buckle. And the belt buckle was like, it was an idol. Now I understand what it was. Mm -hmm. It was a cobra. Mm -hmm. And it was a three-dimensional cobra. It was silver and gold. And... Uh, you know, 22 years of my life, I gave, I sweat, tears, blood, time. I've, we've suffered, I suffered a lot of losses, uh, brothers and sisters of that struggle. Mm -hmm. My mom, my dad, my relationship with my daughter, I suffered a lot for this nation, this organization. And, uh, and I was a leader though. Mm -hmm. I was in the leadership, but I took that belt buckle off and I threw it in the garbage. And I said, God is calling me and I want to know what he wants. And I'm not even kidding you. Everyone just looked like. Just couldn't believe it, huh? They couldn't believe it, man. Mm -hmm. When I threw that in the garbage, it was like they couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. And they, they still didn't. No one thought I was going to go at 11 o'clock in the morning. And the devil was trying hard from that time, 3 o'clock to 11 o'clock, man, it was it felt like an eternity, man. Mm -hmm. All the things that were coming my way, women from way back in the day, mm -hmm. just all kinds of different things were just trying to trying to sidetrack me. But uh, my 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 friend at that uh, that was at we were at his house. His name was uh, he had a daughter, and and she was she had overheard me say I was going to church, and she kept on coming out of her room to use the restroom, and we were all out there, and uh, and she kept on looking at me, and I know it was God speaking using this little child. And she kept saying, remember, you said you were going to church at 11 in the morning. Mm -hmm. She did that about four times, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, it's just amazing. God was using her yeah. powerfully. And uh, I ended up going to church, brother. And, 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 uh, and then nothing short of supernatural ended up happening. I walked into church. And uh, later on, it was prophesied that the reason why I got to church that day was because God had four angels around me that day. Amen. To make sure that I made it to where I needed to Amen. be. Amen, yes. I walked in that church and I remember I sat down in the back and I just felt the presence of God so strong. And, and I was just weeping and I didn't understand why. 
And the pastors came and they came by me. And this was like in the beginning of service. They came by me and they said, Mijo, are you okay? And I said, uh, I said, no, I don't know what's going on. God is calling me and I just don't know why. I don't understand. And they said, you want to talk, Mijo? And I said, yeah. They took me downstairs to the basement and we got to talking. And I started testifying and telling them everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they were in disbelief. They couldn't believe that what, what I was saying. They couldn't believe that I was answering a call from God. That's what basically what it was, was I was answering a call from God. And I just remember the pastor said, wait a minute. You, you telling me that you want to repent for your sins and that you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And I looked at him and I said, yes. God is calling me and I want to know what he wants. Not even kidding you. I, 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 I just want to honor them right now because they literally stopped service and did a special prayer for me right there and then. Amen. They didn't wait till after service. They, 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 I think they sensed that, the, that it was a desperate time mm -hmm. and that there was a big battle going on. And uh, they went, we went back upstairs. They, he went up there. He grabbed the, the microphone and, and he, he told everyone to get on their feet because we were going to pray because this – his pastor's dad, his pastor's son, uh, wanted to repent for his sins and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I got on my knees. I went up there. I got on my knees. He started leading me in prayer. And then all of a sudden, I just I just went off. And I started telling the devil, Satan, I don't want no parts of you no more. Get away from my life. Get out of me. Get away from me. Uh, uh, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Forgive me. Lord God, have mercy on me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you were resurrected by the power of God. I believe in your cross. I believe that you died for me, Lord God. I believe in you. And I'm not even kidding you. So I started, I'm on my knees at this time. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm crying out to the Lord. And then all of a sudden I start to feel something on my feet. And, and it was like a force field that was going up from my toes. And it just kept going up more and more and more as I'm repenting and repenting. And then all of a sudden it's all up to my waist. Yeah. And, I, and I remember I felt scared. And I was like, what is that? And I was, gonna, I was about to run out of church. I'm not even kidding you, brother. I went to get up, but I had no feeling in my life. I couldn't get up. God had taken my feeling away so I couldn't run. Amen. So I got in the push-up position, and I crawled like three steps. And then all of a sudden, I heard that voice from my dream again. Yeah. And he said, my son, accept your calling. This is who you are. And I, that once again, that voice instantly brought peace, man. Mm -hmm. And I just got, I, I got, I just sat, sat back on my knees and I just, it was like I surrendered right there. Boom. And I blacked out for two hours at church. And when I woke up after two hours, um, you talk about a man. I, I always tell people I never felt peace in my life. Mm -hmm. When I was in my mother's womb, she was getting kicked around. She was being uh, verbally, you know, abused. And, and that's what I was, I, I know. But that day when I woke up, I just remember, I felt something that I never felt in my life. I felt it. It was like the inside of my heart was smiling. And I just remember like the, the music they were praising. And I just remember smiling. And, I, and I, when I woke up, my hands were still balled up like in a fist. And I just remember I, I was smiling. I couldn't help myself. And I remember I lifted up my hands and I opened them. And I said, who am I? Mm -hmm. Who am I? That's how new I felt. 
God had renewed me in every way, form, or fashion. And I opened my hands and I said, who am I? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, any man who is in Christ is a new creation. The old is dead and gone. Behold, all things have become new. And that day, the old man had died and the new man had risen up in me. And I'm not even kidding you. My uncle Stevan was, he was sitting right next to me. Yeah. And he goes, mijo, are you okay? And I looked at him and I laughed at him. And I said, are you kidding me? I've never felt this joy in my life. Man. Amen. And I just smiled and I was praising the Lord, praising the Lord. And from that from that day, that was uh that was in uh the last day of August 2014. From that day, it's all she wrote. Amen. It's all about Jesus in my life. But I want to say something. I suffered a lot in the world, and nothing can change me. Nothing could change me. Um, 16 and a half years in prison, it didn't change me. Anger management multiple times, cognitive interventions, boot camp, all those those classes and in, in, in you know, AODA and and they didn't change me. Nothing could change me. The the judges, district attorneys, um, they couldn't change me. The wars, no warden, no, no, nothing could change me. Mm-hmm. All these years from, from uh, now, now I was bound to the system from the age of 12 years old. Okay. I was 30, let me see, let me see 36 years old when I answered my call. Mm-hmm. So if you figure that's 24 years of my life yeah. was part of the system. Yeah. All them years, and they gave me a community impact where they would take me out on programs with the youth to try to keep me away from the streets for a little bit. Never worked. Nothing, nothing ever worked. Nothing could change me. Nothing had the power to, to, to heal my heart for real mm-hmm. and to deliver me from all the violence, all the hurt, all the anger, all the, all the pain, the sadness, the sad, everything. It was like a, my, the violence was like a band-aid to everything that I had inside for real. Nothing could change me. Nothing. Six months at boot camp, it didn't change me. Nothing. All those years, losing my mother while, while, while I was in the hole, it hurt me It hurt me like hell, but it didn't change me. Nine months later, losing my dad, it hurt bad, but it didn't change me. Losing my relationship with my first daughter, man, it hurt me. It's, it's, it, it, it was a hurt that, that just lingered with me always, man, and it didn't change me. All losing all those brothers and sisters being murdered in cold blood from gang banging and it hurt, but it didn't change me. But this one time, man, that I answered my call one time and I go to church and I repent for my sins and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, my King. Black out for two hours and he heals me of everything. He changes me from everything. He changes my heart, my desires. I'm no longer led by the spirit of the world. I'm led by the spirit of God. Amen. One time, that was it. Now check this out. I'm not, everyone thought it was a hoax at first. Mm-hmm. Everyone, all the brothers, mm-hmm. all the people that I used to be doing, they're like, no way. Come on, man. <laughs> he just doing this to, he's he doing this to throw the people off him or something. Mm-hmm. No, no one believed it. Mm-hmm. So, Slowly but surely, the years started going by. One year, two years, no drink. I don't. I haven't drunk nothing, man. Smoke nothing. Nothing. Everything is done with. For years, for years, even the POs didn't believe it at first. Yeah, because I was still on parole. They didn't even believe it at first. They thought I was just playing it. They said, "Oh, we've heard that so many times. People say that, and they ride back in, but you know, and, and and but I would tell them like, no, it's different. Yeah." 
I'm out here winning souls already. I'm out here preaching the gospel. I'm out here reaching people. I'm out here taking them to the water and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Like, I'm so mm -hmm. letting the Holy Ghost. I'm out there so winning for real. Mm -hmm. Three years passed by. My fourth year, I see one of the officers that I called a case to. Second degree reckless and dangerous safety to a police officer. I'm a garbage man at this point mm -hmm. for the city of Kenosha. God opened that door. Mm -hmm. And I remember I seen him and I was like, he doesn't recognize me. And I said, I, I got out and I, I said, excuse me, sir. And he was like, yeah. I said, you don't remember me, do you? And he was like, no. He was like, you look very familiar though. And he backed up a couple steps. And I said, I just wanna, I wanna share something. I want, first of all, I wanna thank you for doing your job. Amen. Thank you for doing your job, for protecting the community the way you did. I said, my name is, I'm Jesse Cruz. I said, but I'm not the same Jesse Cruz you know. I'm, I'm a different Jesse Cruz. Amen. I said, I serve the Lord Jesus Christ and I preach the gospel and I reach and I give hope to the people that he's given me. And he looked at me and the, you see, you can say those things, but if you don't have the Holy Spirit, they're just words. Amen. But when you have the Holy Spirit, you'll make a man dance out of his shoes. And that's exactly what he started to do. Amen. He started to dance in the middle of the street and say, if God could change you, he can change anybody. Amen. Amen. That's what God can do. Amen. Only God can do those things. So nothing could change me. Nothing could ch nothing could deliver me from drugs. I used to always smoke weed and drink and, you know, get involved. Even even like I was distributing a lot of cocaine. I would even indulge in all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't understand. There's a scripture in the Bible. I believe it's in Romans that says either you're a slave to sin, and you know, and, and, and unrighteousness or you're a slave to sin and, and righteousness. Yes. You're, one way or another, you know, either you're holding on to God or you, mm -hmm. you're, you, you, you're his, he's, he's going to, he has the free reins in your life. And, and, uh, and that was, that was it. But, but that day in 2014, everything changed. And, and I just remember about, it took about five years and people were like, now, now the brothers are getting a hold of me and they're like, bro, I want what you have, bro. Mm -hmm. I, man, you give hope to us. And I tell them, no, it ain't me giving you hope, brother. It's Jesus. Amen. Jesus gave this to me. Jesus did this to me, my brother. There is, you know me, and there is no way I could change like this. There is no way. You know where I come from. I was like, like it was, you know, a lot of people are like, brother, you're like Paul, because Paul, he had he had clout, he had pull, mm -hmm. you know, but he was a super religious man. But you were like a Paul of, in gangs and all mm -hmm. that type of stuff. And God, God wanted to show people how powerful he is, mm -hmm. that he could knock you off your high horse. He could humble you, change you, and use you for his glory. Amen. So Amen. That's the thing that I tell people all the time is it's, it's nothing that I did. It's everything that Jesus did for me on the cross of Calvary. Mm -hmm. I believe it. That's all you got to do is believe on the gospel. Believe on the name of Jesus. Repent for your sins with your heart for real. Surrender to him because the plans that he has for me, he probably has better plans for you. Amen. You know? Amen. And, and, and to the glory, uh, and all the glory belongs to God, he has reached a whole bunch of brothers, man. Yeah. People that are bound in, in addictions and in, 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 uh, in, in the gang, a few of the old, you know, people that I used to run, man. Mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. God, God yeah. can do it. God you can know? do it. I can see it, brother. That's, Amen. Uh, wow. That's unbelievable, brother. <laughs> it, it is. It I, really I could only imagine, I can only imagine the faces of the, of the people that used to, you know, you used to hang with in the streets and they see you now. Have you ever had that encounter? I just had one yesterday at work. Yeah. Uh, this one, this one guy, um, uh, He's an African-American brother, man. I love him, man. I pray for them all. I pray for everyone that's still in the struggle uh, because I know that they're blinded by the enemy. 
Um, but I seen him as I was as I was working, and he pulled over in his little Escalade. Yeah. And I'm doing my thing, and then I, I hear something. I have my earbuds, and I'm listening to to a uh, to a sermon. But I hear somebody call my name, and I look back, and and I see him. And I said, I said, "What's up, brother?" And he was like, "Man, you still at it, huh?" And I said, "Brother, God had a better plan for my life." Amen. And he got a better plan for your life too, brother. Amen. You might think that you're content where you're at, but let me tell you something. The devil is a liar. Amen. What he gives you, it comes with no burden, man. Because I know that he's living a life in, in, in uh, you know, he was just praising God. He was like, man, I know God got your back, bro. Amen. For real, bro. He was like, man, you, it, the, the, just the testimony where you come from, bro, is amazing. Amen. Man. Amen. It's it, it, it. It shows, brother. It's Amen. going right through this microphone, brother. Amen. And I know it's changing people's lives right now, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord. I pray that I pray that it does, because I know that in these days, right now, uh, these are the days that God had. He 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 know he has this perfect timing for everyone, mm -hmm. and I believe that someone's going to hear this and they know that God is tugging on their heart, and they know that either they're tired of of going in and out of prison or they're tired of feeling paranoia from, from selling drugs and living that fast lifestyle or, or they're tired of instability in relationships. They're just tired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible where Jesus tells the people, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. And that's exactly what God wants to do to a lot of people through me. Because, man, let's face it, the street life is a hard life and it's full of stress. It's full of violence. It's full of hurt. It's full of pain. Mm -hmm. It's full of paranoia. Who can you trust? You me, 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 I mean, when you're in that lifestyle, it's nothing but burden after burden. Yeah. You can't even trust your friends most of the time. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So I know and believe that God is, is, is going to impact somebody's life through this because if he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. Amen. Anybody, man. And I believe that, the brother. The power of God, man. Amen. Uh, what is that? Romans 15, you know, for I am unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is a power of salvation unto all those who believe. Amen. You got to just believe, man. Amen. 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 Oh, brother. Amen. I'll tell you, brother, it's been a blessing. I was looking forward to this interview for a while now. Amen. You know, because I, I knew that, you know, you you are a man of God. Amen. You know, brother. And um, and I, now, okay, we'll keep praying for you, brother. We'll Amen. keep praying for you. Please. Do you... Uh, what are you working on right now? Um, right now, I'm, I'm actually going to school. I'm going to school for theology. Um, I'm about to graduate my first year in June. Um, I know that God has great plans uh, to reach. And, and, uh, and, and there, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, you know, when you are faithful with the little things, mm -hmm. God will give you greater things. Amen. And the only thing great that, that I want is a platform to be able to reach more people, to be able mm -hmm. to disciple more people, to be able to send people out there in them trenches, man, mm -hmm. to be able to send people to love on those people where a lot of people don't want to do those things. But those are the things that I want to do, you know, and uh, so God is preparing me to do those types of things mm -hmm. uh, by by schooling. You Amen. know, once I get that up. Uh, I believe they said bachelors, mm -hmm. which will be in about two and a half years. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Um, uh, God willing, we're still here because you never know. I, I got to say this. 
the sound the the trumpet could sound at any moment any moment no one knows the day or the time mm -hmm. only the father and the son could come at any time so i want to encourage somebody right now that if you have not repented for your sins repent for the remission of your sins accept jesus christ as your lord and savior and let me tell you something it ain't gonna cost you a penny it ain't gonna cost you nothing all you got to do is believe on the gospel and know that he loves you that he cares for you that he wants to do better things for you and for your loved ones your children your family amen amen brother. amen, amen. <laughs> brother jesse it's been a, a real a real pleasure having you here today amen. brother is there amen. uh anything else brother that you would like to share with us amen um well i just want to say okay something uh, something that part of my testimony that's really really awesome and great mm -hmm. one of the lies that the devil had me bound in was this is all you know how to do yeah i used to always say that this all i know how to do is get this money all i know how to do is let, let's cook up this stuff and let's 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 bag it up. Let's do this. That's all I know how to do is hustle. That's yeah. all I know how to do is fight or or you know the violence. It was a lie that the devil had me bounded, and I guarantee you that somebody's gonna listen. That's gonna listen to this. You know what I'm talking about. But let me tell you something. That is a lie from hell. I remember thinking that who gonna give me a job with all the felonies I have? I got felonies. <laughs> I got so many, it's crazy. But let me tell you something. God can open doors that no man can shut. Amen. And he will shut the doors necessary and no man can open them again. Amen. So from the age of 12, I was always a part of the system, right? Mm -hmm. Well, two years ago, I got a letter out of nowhere. I was still on papers and I, and I was planning to have extended supervision afterwards. Mm -hmm. But because of Jesus Christ being my Lord and Savior and the changes that have happened in my character. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, by your fruits, you'll know them. Well, mm -hmm. they recognize the fruits. And my PO sent a letter to Madison and asked if I could be discharged of that. Hallelujah. Yes. So for the yeah. first time in my life, from the age of 12 years old, mm -hmm. I was 41 at this time, for, uh, 42. Mm -hmm. I was released from everything, brother. Yeah. No longer another giant fell. And this is another giant. I work for the city of Kenosha. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. This is how God works. God wants to do something not just normal in our lives. When we submit to him and surrender to him, he wants to do extreme large things. Mm -hmm. Big mm -hmm. things to us if we just let him have the reins. So this is big in Kenosha. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people are like, brother, you're the first person ever, man, for I'm the first person to ever be hired. And I'm not boasting in myself. I'm boasting in Jesus, my Lord and my Savior, who's faithful and true. But I'm the first person ever, for real, to be hired by the city of Kenosha with all the felonies that I have. Amen. Yes. So that right there yes. stomped the lies of the devil. Yes. You see, God said he is a liar. He is the father of lies. Yes. When I say that I came to give you life and life more abundantly, I, I, that there is a go. promise. Amen. <laughs> so right now. Um, I work for the city of Kenosha by the grace of God and, uh, and, and my, my daughter's insured, my wife is insured. Amen. Like we have, you know, pension and, and retirement and just so many good benefits, man. And you want to know why? It's because God is good. That's right. That's right. God is faithful and he want to be faithful to somebody listening to this broadcast. Mm -hmm. You, 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 you might not understand. And let me tell you something. As long as you're leaning on your own understanding, you will never understand. But I want to I challenge you today. Trust in the name of Jesus. 
trust in God. The word of God in Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Trust God and watch him work in your life. Watch him open up doors that the devil has been lying to you saying that you can never do that. You can never do this or this is all you know how to do. Those are lies from hell. What God wants to do for you. He doesn't want to just save you. God wants to do more than that for you. One of his promises is to give you life and life more abundantly. Amen. So I want to challenge you today to let go and let God have his way. Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> hey, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. This has been Brother Jesse Cruz. And if anybody <clears throat> wants to uh, listen to this podcast, you can find it on Google. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. Brother Jesse, I want to give you the thanks. Amen. Brother, not only to you, but I also uh, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you to, to, to pray Amen. today, brother. Amen. This has been a, a very, very blessful, blessful day, brother. And I feel the Holy Spirit Amen. working right now. Amen. I ran out to those words, brother. Amen. And, and uh, they thank were you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So go ahead, brothers. Give All right. Uh, before I pray, I just want to tell everyone, if anyone wants to look me up on Facebook, you can look me up, Jesus Cruz Jr. It's a picture of me in my prison greens. And then it's a picture of me preaching the gospel on my knees, submitted to the Lord. Amen. And uh, if you need a word of encouragement, you need prayer, you just want to ask, you have any type of questions at all. It doesn't matter what the questions are. I will, I will answer to the best of my God-given ability where I will pray on it. And when I have an answer, I will give it to you. Um, but reach out, man. I want to help you. I want to I I extend the hand of Christ to you. And I just want to tell you that Jesus loves you. All right, let's get this prayer in. All right. In the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, we just want to thank you for this day, Lord God. We thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for Brother Elvin, Lord God, and just every way that you've anointed him, Lord God, to do these broadcasts, Lord God. We pray right now in Jesus' name that you would reach hearts, my Lord God, even though it's on a podcast, that you would reach hearts, that you would reach families, that you would reach the broken, that you would reach those that are bound in gangs and violence and, and drug abuse and addiction and drug sales and, and prisons and jails, my Lord God. We pray that you would reach them, Lord God. We pray that this would come across the ears of somebody who has a loved one that needs to hear this, my Lord God, and that you would touch them, Lord God, because you, Lord God, you declare that you have great plans for all of our lives. In Jeremiah 29, 11, your word says that you have plans to prosper us, to give us a hope in the future, not of evil, my Lord God. So, Lord, we just pray those things upon the people, Lord God, and we want to come in unity right now, and we want to pray for Ukraine, Lord God. We pray for those people that are yes, perishing Lord. right now without yes. a cause. We pray that your hand would move for them on their behalf. We pray, Lord God, that you so like your word says, that you would confuse the enemy away from them, Lord God. We pray for the children, the elderly there, Lord, the brothers there, that you would give them boldness to reach out to all those people who need salvation, Lord God. We pray for the world. We pray for our nation, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We lift up our nation to you, Lord God, and we just ask you, Lord God, to open up the windows of heaven and begin to pull at the hearts of people that you have called to be your ambassadors out here, of uh, uh, ambassadors uh, to your ministry of reconciliation my lord god so that they can see that they can taste and see lord god that you are good we pray for our leaders my lord god lord we pray that you would touch biden's heart we pray lord god that you would transform him the way that you transform me lord god that he would that he would proclaim your name lord god and that he would change my lord god his ways of of, of just doing everything my lord god and that he would lord allow you my lord god to lead him my lord god we pray for all our leaders we pray for the uh, the police department everyone who does things in his in this world, Lord God, we 
We just put them all in your hands. And I want to pray a special blessing for Brother Alvin and his wife and family. Lord God, I, I pray in Jesus' name. I lock arms and come into agreement with him, Lord God, for his home, Lord God. And that it would be a blessed home, Lord God. Everything that he is expecting or more, Lord God. Bless him. Open up that opportunity for them, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and we thank you. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Again, I want to give Amen. the uh, thanks to Brother Jesse Cruz. Uh, for everyone who's watching right now, you can find this podcast anywhere you can listen to your podcast. You can also look it up, look us up online at www.poderpentecostal.com. Brother Jesse, thank you again, brother. Amen, man. I really appreciate you coming. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to Radio Restoration. God bless you. Radio Restoration.